apply. Well, welcome to another springtime morning in Illinois where you never know what you get. It could be sunny and 70. It could be raining, windy and 40 like it is right now. Welcome to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with Dr. Tanya DeSanto and the Prairie Dental Group. And uh, Dr. DeSanto, I imagine that it's a lot better at Disney right now. It is, and I have something fun to talk about after... Um I, I, well, I can tell you a little bit. So I have some colleagues in Orlando that are super fun to be with. And I think, you know, we all think of Orlando as like roller coasters sure, yeah. <laughs> in Disney. But, you know, Orlando is an amazing town. And, and, and there's a huge part of residential Orlando with all those beautiful lakes that's just stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And My grandma lived in Orlando, and that's where we, we would come visit her every summer, you know, in the 70s. And yeah, she lived in one of those residential areas with the lakes, and they were amazing. It's so pretty. It's it is. so pretty. And, um, you know, to be a dentist in Orlando is a little bit different, and, and, and you think they, they just have a little bit different take on things in Orlando. And I um, was talking to uh, one of my colleagues and discussing a little... Um, um, snippet that he wrote about that actual subject and about the the dental relationships in some of the Disney films and his take on that. And I know that Chris, you're like a huge Mickey Mouse fan. I am. And a lot of our families are venturing down to spring break last week, this week with you know all the the spring breaks in in, in this area of the country. So I wanted to um, bring up just really cool facts about. Um, about Disney and animation and dentistry, because normally when you think about children's animations, um, you're thinking of like these delightful Walt Disney movies or movies of your childhood, probably not thinking about dentistry, but there's a notable dentist, um, one of the most recent Disney films um, is Dr. Philip Sherman. Do you remember Dr. Philip Sherman, the so-called villain in Finding Nemo? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So Dr. Sherman, um, through an amiable man tries to rescue Nemo from the dying fish in the sea. I've seen Nemo so many times, but I think a lot of it is where we are in our lives. And my kids at the time, you know, my daughters at the time, that's right when Nemo came out. So mm -hmm. that's why I, I so know everything about Nemo. And I, I was really impressed by all the research they did when the root canal in Finding Nemo was being performed because they used all the right terms, the clinical terms for the the root canal instruments and I thought sure. from that moment I was very impressed with how they they researched that but I wasn't so impressed with how they portrayed dentistry and that's what my friend and I in Orlando were talking about he's got a group partnership there and that's what our conversation revolved around is that so much of dentistry is portrayed in the media just like the media portrays you know just in, in every anything that you do I mean your take on it yeah. is how you're hearing the story right exactly and yeah. so you know this this so-called villain in finding nemo this dr sherman through this man that tries to rescue nemo from from dying in the sea but he unknowingly um separates nemo from his father instead so he plays this pivotal role in the movie but it might not project the image most dentists want um you know seen from the perspective of the fish <laughs> dr sherman is a terrifying being a human being mm -hmm. you know he he wields powerful technology for like seemingly sadistic procedures this is a common thing we do in dentistry and it is not hard but he makes it you know the the music and the you know the facial expressions and the screaming and um his patients reactions are definitely exaggerated and remember your audience know your audience you know sure. these are kids you know so you know 
from Finding Nemo alone, it would appear that Disney solely portrays Dennis as frightening creatures um, who act erratically and unpredictably. And this doesn't exactly foster amicable feelings between patients and dental care providers, especially the young patients. So, you know, we're we're a little bothered by that, and it we kind of dug a little deeper, and. Um, you know, fortunately, Finding Nemo is not the only film by Disney, the Disney franchise that mentions um, dentistry. Walt Disney himself actually created several sor- short films about um, proper tooth care, even before his debut with Mickey Mouse. And I didn't know this. This is what I learned from my colleagues in Orlando. So in 1922, Dr. Thomas McCrum commissioned the um, then impoverished Disney uh, to film a short video elaborating the need for good oral hygiene. And that's when uh, Tommy Tucker's tooth features two boys and Tommy Tucker, who meticulously brushes his teeth, and Jimmy Jones, who is careless with his teeth. He's messy. Um, he misses many of life's opportunities because of his habits. Um, and the film became widely circulated as an educational tool to encourage children to be more mindful of their teeth. I thought that was amazing. So I have since um, dug up this Tommy Tucker's tooth because I haven't seen it. It's way before my time. So that's that's our weekend plans. Oh, nice. <laughs> my kids don't know this yet. <laughs> so um, the popularity of this film led Walt Disney to create uh, Clara Cleans Her Teeth in 1926, a short sequel to Tommy's Tucker's Tooth. Um, Clara, played by Disney's niece, is a little girl who, who refuses to see a dentist until an animated and her animated dream makes her change her mind. So here, um, Disney's emphasis is on the importance of seeing dentists when the teeth are troubling you, um, and I thought that was that was kind of a nice take on on that. Um, but it wasn't until probably 1945 when Disney was making educational films for the military that he touched the subject of dentistry once more. Disney created an eight-minute educational video called Dental Health to teach the basics of dentistry to the soldiers of the time and the video covered a wide range of topics from how teeth function to different types of infections to the role even of nutrition in proper oral care. and then more educational dental videos followed. Then the, um, the Disney Company in 1971 animated a film called Teeth Are For Chewing to expound on the virtue of like good dental hygiene practices. And then finally, uh, 20 years later, a live action short film featuring Goofy called Goofy About Dental Health. And that was made to teach children how to maintain healthy teeth. And that's actually a really great little video. I've when I go out, um, February is Children's Dental Health Month, and I, I go out to some of the schools. We, we all do this. We go in and talk to the different classrooms, mm-hmm. and that's one of my um, – I'm dating myself here, but I actually have the VHS tape. And oh, yeah. And we've converted it now so it's on a disc so we can just play the disc to the classrooms. It's a really good little video, actually, and it's really well done. Um <clears throat> But the most recent, of course, what we've spoken about um, in dentistry is through the villain of Finding Nemo with Dr. Sherman. And through the years, the Disney company has made many educational videos explaining why, you know, proper dental hygiene is important. But, you know, I think a lot of us are a little bit, you know, our, our eyebrows are raised a little bit on how, you know, dentistry is portrayed to the kids right now, these generation, you know, these children that saw the villain in Finding Nemo. These are kids that are in high school and college right now. So, 
I see that in my practice. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. And so I see the difference between, you know, what kids are seeing now, these little, you know, preschool kids and kindergartners versus what the high school kids in their time saw then. And and everybody still remembers how scary, you know, that is. They fall in the playground and they need a root canal and they're so afraid because they remember the root canal and Finding Nemo. And it's not the same. So um, hopefully, you know, the media will be a little bit more user-friendly to us. And and these people that are so powerful, like like Disney, you know, that's such a powerful Mm -hmm. source. And uh, they can portray these these great images because something happened somewhere along the line between Goofy and Nemo that went south. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because well, Goofy's was great. That's such a great video. I love the video. In fact, I should probably put the little link on my website for parents that want to see it. That's a really good idea. I'm thinking it, out loud. It's a really terrific point that you're bringing up here too, Dr. Tanya, because bias in the media is a really popular topic on this radio station. I get it. And everybody talks about it in a political basis. But really, you know, when you talk about the news cycle and stuff, it is just a small smidge to what the real bias in the media is you know like you, all morticians are creepy um right. uh, pretty people have all the fun that you're not having and this product will make you pretty or cool that happens all the time and dentists are always portrayed as cruel you know it's yeah. like it's like a, a root canal oh, or whatever and people just don't know the truth anymore right i know and that makes me sad and and i just thought huh what went wrong between Goofy and Nemo? That's that's like my take-home message to myself. That that's yeah. what we ended our conversation with with my colleagues in Orlando, and I said, I wonder what the difference is. Like something changed, you know. Um, and I can't answer that, but that was, you know, this whole historical little Disney perspective I thought was so fascinating, and I I thought it was so timely because so many people and a lot of patients that I've talked to and in the practice, I mean, a lot of people are heading to Disney, and then I thought, wow, and then the morning show host Chris Murphy loves. Disney. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up. So I thought it was fascinating. And yeah, it is pretty cool. I'm going to see about um, if I, we can link on the, the Goofy video on our website. There's sometimes we have copyright issues. So we have to look into that and see if we're allowed to do that. But I, if we can, we sure will because I think it's cool. Um, and it's just a, a, a better way to teach kids about different things, you know, more po- take a more positive role. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal because you know my husband being a pediatrician always says you know his job's way more scary for the children than than our job he has to give you know shots all the time mm-hmm. to these kids and and versus my world you know if you have a healthy mouth and a healthy smile you don't get a quote unquote shot you don't get a filling you don't need things because it's just really keeping your yeah. teeth cleaned every six months so but really, even if you don't have an unhealthy or healthy mouth, you get the wand. You don't get a shot. Exactly, you know? exactly. And so that's also another um, another interesting take on it is yeah. that what people think about that. So they build up their own fear through, through stories they've heard, not just media, but people. So um, I wanted to bring that up and talk about Disney for a little bit. And then, um, then I have a really neat... Um, after the break, we have uh, a really neat story to, to tell you, too, about a patient and a procedure that uh, I want to share with everybody. Let's take that break right now, 747. You're listening to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Depend on... It's 7.52. We continue with Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Dr. Tanya DeSano in studio from the Prairie Dental Group. And Dr. Tanya, you have a question from the mailbag today. I do. And it's not just any question. It's such a great story. I, it's one, I mean, I have so many favorite stories. I know I probably say that, but 
I mean, I think they're all my favorites. They just get better and better. But, you know, we have a mailbag. And for those listening, if you ever want to um, ask us a question, send us pictures, um, you know, we'll get back to you. We'll answer you. I mean, great to have more data. iPhones are amazing. If you can snap a picture, um, even send an x-ray with your question, we'll answer it for you. And when we have time, and when we have downtime, or you know somebody's running late, we'll just log on to the mailbag and just kind of pass time by and answer some questions. It's a lot of fun, and when something fun comes up, we share it with each other, which is always neat too. And one of the questions that we answered, and when I was looking through it, I don't, I printed it out to bring it here this morning live to everyone. I don't have the date on it, but so memory wise, I think it's like eight months ago is about the time I got this question, and I and I answered it. And since I answered the question. Uh, questions came back from my answer. So this this little conversation went back and forth a few times. Um, and uh, I kind of really, I started really liking this person because uh, he, I could tell he, I could tell in his answers he was an older person, talked about his grandkids and stuff his grandkids would say. And, you know, he was just typing a lot of stuff that really didn't have anything to do with his teeth. And I just <laughs> really liked him. It was a really neat guy. Um, and, and so I'm going to read the question, and I'm going to tell you what, what happened with this because it's really it's so sweet. This is the question that I just looked at amongst many on some, you know, random Wednesday afternoon. It said... Dear Dr. DeSano, I'm wearing dentures, and I have been most of my adult life. My current dentures are not that old, yet my old ones from years ago fit better than my newer ones. Can you combine the looks of my new teeth and make them fit like my old teeth? This is Jim Davis of Springfield, Illinois, and I have his permission to, to use his name. And uh, I answered him back, and I, I told him I, I don't know if I can combine the new and the old for a third situation. But I said this is, you know, I had some questions. A lot of times, um, you know, it, come to find out his new adventure was only about five years old. So if it's really loose, well, my questions are more medical related. Sometimes I, I wonder if someone has lost a lot of weight, um, asking some general health questions. You know, if you do, if you do lose a lot of weight, your dentures can, can become loose. You know, just like anything in your body, your pants aren't going to fit and neither are your teeth. So if there's something that you're placing in like a plate against your soft tissue that's fluctuating with weight changes, then that does change everything. So I had questions for him, and uh, he doesn't think they really ever fit. Um, but they then after a few, I'm trying to think how this went, we answered a few more questions. And um, to fast forward, we met Mr. Davis in the practice and took a look at his dentures. And they were very loose. Um, he said he had no major weight changes. And so, in fact, he said he was just getting fat. Um, cause his wife is a good cook and, <laughs> um, and hence, you know, um, a couple little side stories. So I, uh, sweet corn season, we got a big, huge bag of sweet corn one day he brought in. Um, so this is the kind of person we've grown to love. We really have just taken to him. He's just such a sweet, sweet man. Um, so what we did, I, I realized they were really loose. They looked great also. I mean, they really were pretty. The teeth were a nice color. They were a pretty shape, but they really didn't fit. He was using a tube of adhesive every week, just trying to glue them in and keep them stabilized. And he, um, another visit brought me his old set, and his old set was very beat up. You can tell it took um, a lot of years, a lot of memories with those. And but they, they fit great. The teeth were just worn out. So I know, I, I understand why he wanted me to combine that. He did like the fit of the old ones, but 
you know, they were so destroyed from wear and tear and wanted the look of his new ones. And I thought to myself, you know, I know he was kidding when he asked me that at the end of the, the email, but I can actually probably do that. So I thought to myself, huh, I, I gave him a few options and I told them at the beginning, you know, I didn't make these dentures. I can't control what's going to happen here, but I'd like to try to transform them a little bit for him. And if he'd be willing to take that little risk and see what happens because the reality is they weren't fitting anyway right so we have nothing to lose here so what we did was such a neat little thing a neat procedure we um i realized through x-rays and scans a cone beam scan that he had great amounts of bone really tough bone really solid jaw and i i kind of thought through his physical features he probably had a lot of strong bone so Um, That was verified. That was confirmed. His bone levels were perfect. So I I presented the idea of a tight fit that would snap in. I introduced him to mini implants, and I started telling him a little bit about what those could do for him, even just, you know, four or five spread around his, his arch. And along with the mini implants, we could take some pink plastic material that the denture base was made out of and reline things. In other words, spread that material around the roof of his mouth to capture where his current tissue is. So not only would they fit up against his gum tissue tightly, but they would also have a snap. And he was all for it, of course. He, he was about to do anything because nothing really fit him. So in about one hour from start to finish, we did just that. We just wow. did just did that. You did that in an hour? We did it in one hour. Wow. So we relined it. We placed the little, we, we got him a little bit numb with our wand. We don't use shots. We sprayed the anesthetic on and uh, we don't use the long syringes. We use the wand. Um, he's very comfortable. We placed all the implants. There are five little tiny, they're mini implants. They were tiny. We spread them around his arch, put the reline material in there, let everything set up in the moment of truth, the seven minutes of setting watching my watch i'm thinking this is gonna work or it's not (laughs) so but i knew it was gonna work we do it a lot i was just thinking wow this is really cool that we did this for him and we snapped it right out i polished it up and i thought wow we really did that and so i showed it to him and i said well i think you're done and he kind of looked at me he snapped it in and snapped it out he did it again and snapped it in and snapped it out and (laughs) he says well be damned I thought that was the cutest thing. And um, so Mr. Davis is listening today. I couldn't get him to call in. He wasn't going to do it. And that's okay. I love the story. I got his permission to tell it. And um, it warms my heart. He's This is eight months later, still functioning, loves his new smile. I didn't even make his denture. All I did was fit it for him. So... And fit it beyond his wildest dreams. It's in there. We ended up um, a month later doing the same thing to the lower put a couple mini implants around, tightened it up, lined it for him. He has his old dentures from five years ago. Nothing's changed except he's smiling, he's eating, and he's happy. And oh, all, wow. um, he made a comment. He said, well, the reason I, I bring you sweet corn all the time is because I could never eat it. Oh, wow. And I said, so I think I fixed your teeth and I cut off my supply of sweet corn. I'm so sad. <laughs> Dr. So Tanya, we got to run. Yeah, he oh, said I'd, I'd be stocked up. Yeah, right, exactly. Thank you so much for You're everything. You're so welcome. All right, it's coming up at 8 o'clock. Let's Talk Guns is next.